Ciao ragazzi. Hello, everybody. It's the 31st episode of TMG Podcast, a very special edition. We've never done this before. Uh, a pre-match uh, TMG podcast before a, a big European night in England. Um, to start it off, we were bringing on a very special guest from All for United, uh, Joe. Joe, thanks for coming on. Really, really appreciate hey, it. Hey, hey guys. Thanks so much for having me on. This is unbelievable. I'm just like a little white circle on a screen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this feels great. I've lost so much weight. <laughs> hey, you have a great face for it. Great face. Ah, for it. <laughs> charm, charm, charm. And then, then we're also here with TMG Mike. Mike, uh, happy to be back. Second podcast in a row. So, no, yeah. Mike. I, honestly, man, I'm actually surprised that you're back on the show. Usually, usually you do one show and then you're not back for another four years. Hey, listen, so. I can't pass up a, a match like today, like Milan versus United. It's it's yeah. a battle of the devils right in the at Old it's Trafford. True. So it, it's you true. you can't miss these type of things, you know. No, it's true. It's true. Um, you know what? Let's let's get right into it, guys. Uh, you know, obviously, it's funny because when. Uh, when the draw was going to happen the night before, I kind of said to a uh, United friend of mine, I said, man, like imagine United and, and, and Milan, uh, like they match up this. Early. I mean, I, I kind of wish they didn't match up this early in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the competition deserves, um, you know, a semifinal or something like that, because you look at the other matchups around the Europa League and it's like, wow, Milan and United are the, are the only good, it's the only good matchup. Really? Look, you look at like, there's um, Arsenal's playing Olympiacos. Like, okay, Olympiacos could do something, but obviously Arsenal are the favorite. You know, Roma's mm. got Shakhtar, and Tottenham has Dynamo Zagreb. Like, it, it kind of um, it, it kind of upsets me that you know these two great teams um, and with with yeah. really rich history have to match up this early. Joe, what do you think about it? I agree, and it's it's like there's nothing you can really do about it. It kind of shows the way the clubs have fallen over the last uh, couple of seasons, I guess, maybe the last ten years or so. I, I know Milan are doing a lot better now; they're uh, top of the league and stuff like that, and um, so they're on an upward spiral. United are kind of getting better, but it's going to be a longer road. But um, I don't actually think there's a, even a, a tie in the Champions League that has as much luster. And there's probably much interest around the world as this one. No, there's not. You know? It's true. It's true. Yeah. I, it's true. Um, Honestly, it is. Especially yeah, that it has a, such a historic value as well, right? Of course, we can date back to the early 2000s of when, mm. you know, uh, both United and Milan are going up against each other in the famous nights of both Old Trafford and San Siro back in the day, right? With obviously the immense legendary names on both sides. So yeah. I think it's I think it's a lot. For obviously both the United fan and the Milan fan, a, a bit of history and um, reminiscing. But I also think for football fans in general, I think it's just kind of a classic night, a classic matchup that uh, you kind of seems to like miss out. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I know it's kind of hard. I guess, Joe, you could touch on this as well. Like, I, United been in the Champions League more than Milan recently over the last couple mm. of years. But in theory, we're kind of in the same boat. I just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is selfish, and I hope I'm not sounding selfish. But I feel like back in the day, there was just in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, there was kind of just like this aura of the Champions League and like the the huge matchups in the quarterfinals and semifinals, the juggernauts going up against yeah. each other. Where it's now, it's I'm I'm happy if, you know, an underdog team like, like a Leipzig or like a Porto or someone makes it really far because it's a great underdog story. But yeah. I don't know, maybe just because Milan hasn't been in it, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but it just doesn't have that same taste to it. Whereas in a Europa League... What is this round of 16 matchup? Both Milan and United are bringing like a whole new buzz, and it's a Europa League. It's kind, it's kind of crazy. It speaks volume to both uh, clubs' histories. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I think, you know what? I think, uh, like you said, Mike, um, this match, you know, obviously, you know, around, I think it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of viewers around the world, just like neutral football fans, you know, Milan, Manchester United. That's just two names that just, you just can't miss. It's just, it's can't miss TV, you know, and obviously, uh, we're we're going to touch on this in a while, but uh, both sides have some important players missing, which kind of stinks. And I hopefully uh, for the second leg next week, um, some of those players can return. Um, you know, I'll just go through them right now. Like, so I'm interested United side. Uh, De Gea's out. Uh, Cavani's still out. Uh, Van de Beek is still out. Mata's out. Rashford's out. And Paul Pogba's mm. out. Joe, I'm, mm. I don't think I missed anybody there, am I? Um, no, I think I think that's everyone. Yeah. Um, I act, I have the the lineup here in front of me. Yeah, yeah, I think they uh, just released them. 
Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we got Henderson and goals, uh, which which was I expecting that. Yeah. It's a fairly it's a fairly strong lineup. It's kind of what lineup I expected as well. Uh, Henderson and goals, Wambasaka, by Maguire, which is, I think is great having them two pairing together. Uh, Tellez, which is a bit of a surprise. I thought Shaw would have been playing, but uh, he's not even. Oh no, he's on the bench. Uh, McTominay, Matic, uh, James, Fernandez, uh, Greenwood, and Martial. Mm-hmm. So like. Uh, all things considered, it, it's a rel- it's a very strong lineup and should be good enough. Um, but we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think United have like obviously United have more depth than than Milan do, and like with Milan, like, like I'll tell you right now, like not to make excuses before the match, but this this lineup <laughs> this lineup is extremely extremely depleted. Like obviously, I, I wouldn't. I mean, anything could happen. It's football, right? But you know, like just for example, you know, with Zlatan out, that's already a huge loss. So he's our only really true, true, true number nine. He's out. Yeah. And uh, Ante Rebic, he usually plays on the left side. He's out. Um, and then we have Hakan Chelanogu, who's been playing the football of his life over the past 12 months. He's our number 10. He's out. Um, and then we have uh, also uh, Ismail Benasser, who's in the midfield, who, again, he had, he had kind of an injury-riddled season, but very, very important to Milan's midfield. He's also not playing. And, of course, we have Mario Mandzukic, who we signed in January, who's been injury-riddled since he arrived. And so the only – kind of scary, but the only striker or center forward that we have playing today is Rafael Leao, who's starting. And if and there's legitimately no replacement. The replacement is a guy from the youth team, the Primavera team, oh. other than – so and and Leao and just Leao is not actually a, a true number nine. He's more of a um, secondary striker or on the wing kind of guy. So uh, mm. like it's very it, it's kind of difficult to look at this Milan lineup and think that it can make a lot of noise. Like I'll be completely honest with you. Um, and like even on the bench, like United have two or three more players on the bench than Milan do. Like we just don't have a bench. Even uh, Romagnoli, who was called mm. up, uh, our captain, he was called up for the match. He. He's called up, but he received the knock. He's not even on the bench, so he's oh, also. Oh no! Yeah, so we don't have, <laughs> we don't, we don't really have much here. Like to put it to put it in perspective, on the bench we have uh, zero attacking options. Like so, basically, our attackers are, are going to be asked to play ninety minutes today, um, unless yeah. we put on a guy who's eighteen years old, and never played in a, a pro a professional match in his life. So I don't think we're going to do that. Um, like Milan's lineup, uh, the official lineup is uh, we have Donnarumma and Net. Uh, Calabria, uh, Simon Kayer, uh, Tomori making his return to England, Diogo Dalo making his return to Old Trafford, uh, and then we have uh, Frank Kessie and Sadio Mite, and then we have uh, Rade Krunic, Brahim Diaz, Alexis Salamakers, and Rafael Leao. Essentially, right, like uh, those names that I said right there, true starters mm-hmm. this season. There are about th- Four, three or four true starters, and the rest are all like rotational players. It's a lot different names from ten to thirteen years ago when yeah. you see the likes of, you know, uh, Wayne Rooney, Ronaldo, Skulls, yeah. uh, all those guys. You know, on Milan's side, the legendaries of like the Kakazi and Zagis. It's uh, I saw someone post a, a graphic comparing the two thousand and seven lineups where they met in um, semifinals, if I'm not mistaken, in comparison to now, and uh, it, it's very different to see. Um, you know, obviously, I think we were spoiled, like I said, back in those days where um, it just seems like world-class players were just constantly everywhere. And again, on both sides, whereas now I think United are a bit better off. But it's I, I, if there's one team I feel like I could always relate to in terms of their, I, I guess you can say decline and now resurgence, it would always be United. And it's kind of funny because, you know, we kind of share similar history, colors, you know, yeah, devils, and whatnot. Devils. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of almost like there are English cousins in yeah, a sense, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I yeah. always kind of, if I have to relate to someone in the, in the Premier League, I'd always be like, you know, it's United. Similar, you know, constant, you know, having legendary coaches like, you know, obviously they had Sir Alex Ferguson and we've had great coaches, but then there's constant coaching change, poor managerial decisions, yeah. uh, sorry, upper management. So if there's one, it's funny, you know, one team I always say we're going to relate to to United. So it's fun, kind of funny that we yeah. we picked each other out for this tie. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting. It's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it, but I'm also quite nervous. So. I also have a lot of respect for Manchester United, too. Of course, like, yeah. A, a lot of respect. Like, if, yeah. just to put it, like, honestly, for example, if, if I had the cheer for a Premier League team for, a, you know, a season or, or whatnot or for a match, like, I, I always hope that Manchester United does well. I think it's one of those clubs that, that didn't rely on like all this money coming in just to, to, to be important. They've always been an important club and 
you know, when a guy like Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, a lot of respect for a guy like him who coached for so, so many years, which you just don't see anymore. Um, yeah. Like, you just don't no, see To be it. honest, it seems like even more respect for Man United than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been absolute kind of misery for the last while being a Man United fan. And the same with AC Milan, because obviously I wouldn't follow AC Milan. I've been them on Football Manager a couple of times and stuff like that. And um, so I, I got the, the background of the club then. And I was obsessed with Italian football in the early 2000s as well when like AC Milan were one of the best team, probably the best team in the world from about 2003 till maybe 2007-ish, maybe before just before Barcelona took over. Um, mm-hmm. But especially with Pirlo and Gattuso and Inzaghi and Maldini, uh, all these incredible players. But like you fallen off since your last, well, your last title was 2011 or 2011. Oh, I mean, we won a super, we won a super, uh, the Italian Super Cup in 2016. But in terms of most notable, it definitely be the league in 2010, 2011. 2011, yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, that was Latan's last season with Milan, and then now he's back. So and now you're top of the table again. So... No, we're not. No, we, we we're not. We, no, we're we're six points back now. Why? Exactly. How? How? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the last couple of weeks we kind of uh, it's kind of been an up it. and down roller co- roller coaster. Yeah, we you know what? Up. We've had a lot of injuries as well. Like his squad is it's it's not a, it's not a deep deep squad, and when you have four or five injuries, they're gonna thin. We're squad. kind of overachieving at the same time. They're yeah. also doing well with what they have. So it's it, it's honestly a like I don't say roller coaster because they've been first for like 21, 22 games, and now we're second. So I can't be like, oh, we were first and sixth and fourth and ninth. But like it's just been. It's just hard when you have a team that's not poised to win the league and that's constantly first, and you gain expectation like, "Oh, we might do it," but you know, in the back of your mind, the real, the real, um, the real goal is Champions League. And then, you know, who doesn't want to fight for the to win the league, right? Like, it's all like this is why you play the sport. So it's kind of mm-hmm. up and down, and then injuries suck, and obviously everyone's having to play more often, you know, with the COVID year and whatnot. And I'm sure United has to go through the same problem. So it's not, you know, only Milan's affected by this. I mean, every team's affected. By it mm-hmm. so i think that's a perfect segue into what i was going to bring up and I'll, I'll joe i'll let you go um at it first to get the united pers- but um it, it's actually similar to what nathan uh raya just posted as a as a comment saying i think milan have a real shot with man united having injuries of their own of course we just kind of went on a tangent about how both teams are quite injured so joe i want to ask you if you have to give a prediction of how this game would go and then carrying over into the second leg. What is your honest prediction of today? Um, I think we're in a similar situation with a sim. Like I don't really rate Syria as good as it used to be because Juventus are supposed to be the best team in there and they can't get past whatever the quarterfinals or the, the last 16, the Champions League. So it's hard to really gauge how good that league is at the moment. Um, so I would compare playing Milan to playing Sociedad, similar injury problem to Sociedad had as well. And, um, and it took us a little while to warm, get into that game. Um, they came out in the front foot, but we ended up winning 4-0. I think that could easily be the way tonight goes, but it could also very easily that we just fall apart and it ends up being... No, uh, I don't what- know. No, I, don't, I, I think Milan are going to set up to try to get a draw here. I'm going to be honest. I don't think... Really? There's, there's no way Milan... No, with our lineup, there's no way Milan can go and play attacking football today. Like, but see, I'm probably honest with you. But United struggle... Um, well, I guess sorry, more so the way it's going to go is uh, Milan will sit back and United can't ever do anything against a low block, and then because we need to hit in the counter attack. So, if United don't score early, then it could be a struggle. But I I think if we get one and we get one early, I think it should be another sort of safely true. Yeah, 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 I I agree with that. If you if you guys, if uh, my fear of Bruno Fernandes turning into prime caca today um, (laughs) against. Because that's just what I'm envisioning. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm sure Joe, you would love for that to happen. But yeah, in, the- 100%. in-, <laughs> in theory, I agree with you. If United get a quick goal, I think it just kind of shatters Milan's morale. Be like, uh, well, we kind of knew this was going to happen, you know, with our situation. But I feel like it is an interesting point. I do agree, like what you're saying. United kind of they're looking for the counterattack, you know, sending those balls, having Bruno kind of lead the way and send those long balls up front. It kind of just created from up there. So I feel like if Milan could pull up for a tie or even somehow scrape an away goal, that would be massive. My prediction is 
two nothing United today, but as well at the same time, if I'm gonna be a devil's advocate and say Milan get an away goal, I can I could see it also being two one as well. Yeah, I can see. And that. then it really sets up, it really sets up the second leg because obviously if Milan get an away goal, that's massive. But then you know United have the chance to get away goals in the second match. So I think mm-hmm. it's just a matter of who can scrape out being healthy enough for next week and who could recover enough players for next week. That's true. It's true. Right. So it's kind of a battle. I feel like you're going to just, I I can honestly see it being a feeling out process today and just being like, well, if United don't concede any away goals and they just could recover everyone for next week, they'll absolutely try and bury us at home. Whereas if Milan could be conservative and try and just scape a goal or even just a nil, nil draw and try and recover some people for next week. I feel like next week can, Seriously, throws back to like you know, 10 15 years ago, some <laughs> insane battle, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, who have I, you I got think... in the weekend? We have Napoli, Napoli. so it's, uh, it's not an easy, Jesus. yeah. We're yeah. kind of, and unfortunately, unlike the Premier League, you know, the Premier League, I'll give them credit, you know, they do a great job of marketing and taking care of their teams. Whereas in the city, yeah, unfortunately, you know, obviously, you want internal competition in your league, but you also have to remember, we kind of have to apart from Juventus, because I would never root for them in the Champions League. But yeah. um, we kind of have to, you know, unite together in a sense of, hey, you know, if you're playing on Thursday, why not move the game to Monday instead yeah. of playing Sunday? These guys are going to have to travel tonight, get back to Italy on yeah. Friday, and then yeah. they're going to have to train and train and then play. Where it's like, you know what, help each other out and just be like, hey, let's move the game to Monday so you guys get an extra day rest. But unfortunately, the league is not that competent. So, no, but especially with no fans, you no, know, yeah, but with no fans, you can easily move a match too. Like it's not like you oh, have of any, course, you don't yeah, have any. Just, you don't have that's any. What, uh, that's what my anger is. Yeah. I see it all the time. Like my my friend is a West Ham fan, right? And even yeah. them, you know, they're not in any competition, and sometimes they'll end up having to play on a Monday. And I'm like, well, you're not even in a competition. Why are you playing on a Monday, right? And like. And it's just interesting, a team with no competition will sometimes end up playing Monday, obviously scheduling-wise. But, like, realistically, like, you know, if you want to preserve your team and make them do better representing Italy in, in Europe, you would say, hey, you know what, let's move the game to Monday, right? Like, just to help yeah. help our league out. But it's just it's extraordinary to me that they don't take those measures. So I give the Premier League credit for that because I know – Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but I know they're better off at doing that, protecting their teams, right? So – very low, hundred percent. Who do you have Sorry. at the weekend? Uh, West Ham on Sunday. Oh, oh ironically, you have West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> feel like it, it, it's tough because we have. Um, so we go, you know, uh, Manchester United, then Napoli, then Manchester United, then Fiorentina away. So that's a very tough. I think we have four matches in twelve days. It's tough. Which is insane yeah. to think it's about, tough. right? Um, and these guys have been taking squad. a beating. And with a thin squad and, and injuries are piling up, so. It's going to be uh, – like another thing too is that in the City A title race now, I don't know if, if Joe, if you watch, but Juventus got knocked out by Porto a couple of days ago. That's right. Crazy, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. match. So they don't have any European competition, so they have an advantage. And now Inter, Inter got knocked out uh, at the Champions League group stages, so they don't have any competition. Um, so the teams that we're kind of battling with in City A there for the top four – They're free. They're free. They only play once a week, and we're playing twice right now. So I don't know. It's – it's tough, and, and like uh, Mike said, um, we we have overachieved. Like we were for we were in, we were top for like twenty one weeks. It's a, long, it's a long time, right? Um, but the team was overachieving. I think uh, the team, the goal always was top four for us. Like we don't have a squad. We have a young squad, right? We're very very obviously like with the exception of Zlatan. But aside from Zlatan and, and Simon Kaya, we have a very young squad. You know, uh, you look at Donnarumma, Calabria, Tomori, Romagnoli, Teo Hernandez. Cassie, um, Rafael Leao, these guys are all under 25 years old. So it's kind of one of those years that we our goal was top four, but then we were first place for 21 weeks. So then we started the dream again kind of thing, right? So um, obviously, I, I think Inter's the strongest team and they're six points up now. But Milan, the goal for Milan is obviously, you know, make it as far as a run as you can in Europa League. And and because there are a lot of fans who say, you know what, screw the Europa League. Let's just go out there, play a squad. If we lose, we yeah. lose. For me personally, I don't want to do that on Nash on on global television against a great team like Manchester United. I don't. I would want to fold up like a lawn chair kind of thing. But um, I think that it's going to be a tough match either way. I mean, even if we had all of our guys, it'd still be a tough match. Yeah. Like, See, that's what I want to ask Joe from a United perspective. Yeah. 
because we're similar in the sense because you guys are also second in the league. Obviously, City are like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would, I'm from what I last they're remember, the league. Yeah. they're like what 11 points clear. I think, they're, I think, I think it's 12 points. It's not like they're, they're safe. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're yeah. it's quite substantial. So, this is yeah. what I want to ask you, Joe, because I'm interested from a United perspective. So, you're let's say 12 points back. Obviously, you still have a strong team. It's not like, hey, you're going to fall off or hope not for your sake anytime soon. But realistically, now looking at it, you have the Europa League and the yeah. league, right? Knowing that they're 12 points ahead. You as a fan of what you read from United fans, what's the general take? Are we saying, hey, you know what? We're probably not going to win the league, so let's make a massive Europa League push? No. Or are you guys kind of saying, screw the Europa League, let's just go guns blazing for the league and try and catch up to this. I'm, I'm really curious to know what the consensus is. See, for us, it's all about progress. It's all about, um, right. like, winning a trophy is probably the most important thing. We were, actually, we were discussing this last night on, on Wall of Reds, which I host on, on Off United, that would you prefer the Europa League or would you prefer the FA Cup or what's what's the... I, I think because we know we can't win the league. Yeah, but Sorry, cares, like, in, in England, it's weird because in England they put a lot of emphasis in the FA Cup. Like, like in Italy, like the, the Coppa Italia, like yeah. teams usually don't care that much about it in Italy. Like they don't usually don't put a full a full strength lineup too often. Um, I think it's the opposite like, because the, the English teams usually go pretty far in the Champions League. Yeah, they do. The, the Italian teams aren't going as far as so they say, "Screw yeah. the domestic one. We need to represent Europe." Where not that it's the not that the English no, teams but, are no, about Europe, no. but but it's money as well. Yeah, of course. Money, yeah, 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 the revenue yeah. sponsors is like the. Uh, uh, the Carabao Cup or whatever the it's Carabao, called. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that's a massive revenue stream as well. Like, yeah, you know, just title sure. sponsor winning that in comparison to you know, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. um. We'll go to some comments here. So clinical striker says, uh, Milan will have a horror game if they don't start the game with any sort of pressure. I try to create a chance in the box and fluster their backline off the get go. And then yeah, said that. that we'll end up defending the whole game, just asking to concede. Although I do realize we have no attacking depth for the second half. Yeah, see, that's my issue too. And, and Rafael Leal is pretty lazy. Um, Joe, when you're, you're going to watch today and you're going to say, yeah. wow, these guys. Yeah, are... watch them all of a sudden have a, like a, a masterclass no, performance. Honestly, it, it I would look like it. a fraud. I would love it. But Joe, you'll probably see our striker number 17, Leal. You, you'll see that he's pretty lazy. Um, yeah. I don't know. In, in, in uh, where you are, um, is there stadium sound where when you watch oh um Europa League I don't think so in the Europa League in the Premier League there there yeah, is I know, yeah I know yeah I know there's a fake sound so I think yeah. you'll be able to hear the coaches yell right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. they'll be yelling so, in Italian I imagine so. yeah yeah so you'll hear you'll hear a lot of Milan's coach yelling Rafa Rafa bravo Rafa so that basically what he's doing is trying to motivate La Leao or strike. For taking three paces, he has to motivate. Yeah, he, 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 like, he like literally like claps him on. Bravo, Rafa, die, die, Rafa, die, die, die. Because like, he's trying to make him like get more motivated. But hopefully this, hopefully Leao, you know, a lot of raw talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, lot of, a guy with a lot of raw, t- raw talent. The only thing is he's a bit lazy. I don't know if you can compare that to any Manchester United players. So I was going to ask I was gonna ask Joe about Martial, like, leading the line. I knew. I knew. Instead of, you know, yes. without Rashford tonight. I was going to say, it, are, are we looking at a similar comparison? with? Like, yeah. Like, is that, I, I feel like Martial is definitely clear of layout, obviously. But yeah. realistically, I was going to ask you, like, what we're describing to you, is that something you would relate towards Martial? Or, like, because he obviously is um, leading your line tonight. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever thought of him as being lazy. I just always thought of him as being more so um when things aren't going his way, he just sulks. Right. But it feels like he sulks and and he's not uh he's not representing himself the best, I suppose. Constantly needs like a pick me up, right? Like that's uh, kind of it. And he's he's not good with dealing with uh challenges when when Zlatan came in, he faltered under that. When Cavani's in, Cavani's taking his space, and this is supposed right. to be Martial's season, so uh-huh. so I think it's more so his mentality need to change and there are people who are mad about like there's a huge split i don't say it's split i hate talk i don't know if the same in, in every club that like there, is there is that the same in every club in 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 the milan twitter oh, yeah 100 percent. like yeah. 50 percent are saying get them all 50 percent are saying give them time yeah, or yeah. patience so i think that's a natural thing between fan bases to be honest because yeah. i mean these guys are human at the end of the day right we like listen they go through the same problems that we do one night you know we kind of forget about the human aspect of the sport but at the end of the day it is a mm-hmm. job just how we have to perform in our jobs you know yeah. this is their job as well so you know it's kind of, and this is 
as much as a job, it's also I, I you would know as well. It's it's a massive financial business. So it's yeah. hey, we're here not only to win trophies, but to make money at the end of the day, right? So yeah, if whether it's Rafael Leao or Martial and you're being lazy up there and I can financially invest in someone else that isn't and can win me trophies and make me money, you know, these teams have no problem in doing that. And yeah. I think both teams have mm. seen that throughout the years of quick turnovers with players, um, you know, wonder kids and whatnot, you know, both teams, again, that's why I say Milan United quite similar. You know, I, I don't know, Joe, you could correct me here in terms of the name of like United's youth Academy, but I know they're quite strong, similar to Milan's back in the day of constantly producing or bringing up young Greenwood. talent. Yeah. Greenwood's another yeah. one as well. Well, we have, uh, well, of the, the guys are on the bench. I know show Thierry's on the bench. There's a lot yeah, of hype yeah, about him. Um, and Diallo, who you guys should yeah, know. Yeah, maybe as a, Yep. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was at Atlanta. Yeah. What What did you guys make? Was there any talk about him when he was at Atlanta? You or know was, what? To be honest with you, I was actually a bit surprised that United like took a very uh, they took a chance with that. How much money they spent on him? Um, yeah. He like uh, he dominated like the youth league, the Primavera League in Italy, but he no, he only played like you know twenty five minutes in Serie A. Um, so it was kind of one of those things that like United are kind of banking on him, his potential growing, and him being mm. like that future superstar kind of thing, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like he was with like Atalanta. I don't know, like if you ever watched him before, but like they don't have, a, they have a, a similar wage, uh, wage bill to like mid table sides in the championship in England. So, oh, okay. And if yeah. they're so like, and they're and then they're against Real Madrid. In the they're essentially a feeder club, but you know they'll yeah. get the talent and end yeah. up selling them yeah. off. Right? But but they're but they're fight for they fight for top four every year. They actually they're actually fighting for the Scudetto last year. And yeah, they're quite oh, weird. I saw because, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're no, quite they weird. Kind, they kind of came out of nowhere. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Which well, is nice. They're they're honestly the Italian Dortmund. That's yeah. basically yeah. who they are. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, um, like you know, they end up yeah. selling their players to Bayern or like the or uh, world internationally, but they still somehow, like you know, just kind of plug and play talent. these players that they have, yeah. and still able to be rel- well enough, more than relevant. Yeah, they theory. have a good coach. I, I don't like him too much, but he had a good coach in Gasparini too, who. He brings in players, and they play. They know they buy into a system, right? Yeah. So, Joe, how do you feel about Ole? If I'm yeah, I'm yeah, you know, ah. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a mixed opinion. Like, like I, my one friend says, you know, I like him as a guy. I, you know, he's a, good, he's a decent player for United, but he's not a great manager. He's not a great coach. Um, look, we're progressing for the first time uh, since uh, Sir Alex retired. Um, he's got the. He has a clear idea of what he wants to do. He's eventually he's working to get there. It could take a couple of years, but if we continue to qualify for Champions League, if we get the Champions League this season, it'll be the first time since um, Sir Alex Ferguson left that we've qualified for the Champions League twice in a row. Mm. Now oh. we we've always said the the be all and end all isn't just like being there. It should be about competing. But like we're second on the table, finished third last season. If we finish second this season and and the points gap is closer and like and we get a trophy, that's progression and I'm delighted. But that's massive. considering considering he hasn't been backed properly, uh that's also a huge thing as well. So if he's if he starts yeah. to get backed and think it gets a bit better then um absolutely. Is he gonna be yeah. in the best I think I, I always feel like I know himself and Zidane uh, worlds apart in playing ability. Obviously, Solskjaer was a top-class player, but Zidane was one of the greatest players of all time. But yeah. I think the same. He won three Champions Leagues in a row, and people are still like, is is he actually a good manager? Do you know, yeah. or did he just have a good well, team? You know so, what, though? I, I, I think he kind of had some, like, a little bit of luck in there, Zidane. I don't think he's that great of a coach, to be honest. No, but, like, but like he can't know. have, like, three years in a row. Do you know I what know, I mean? but the, the team then was the so good. The team was so... I feel like I could, I could have coached them. But but before they he won the three in a the row, they didn't win they won know, it yeah. once in the previous so many years. Mourinho got to the semi-final. Like there's there's as good, if not better, teams out there as about getting yeah. them to play properly. Fair enough. And fair enough. Considering yeah. he won three in a row, and then you have seemingly the only two good managers in world football are Pep Guardiola and, and Jurgen Klopp. No. And everyone else, everyone else is just kind of substandard to them. Um I kind don't, of shows I don't that know. I don't but I think that's what we're led to believe. But in fact, yeah, January. I, I know, I know what you're saying, Joe. Because yeah. realistically, uh, you brought you both brought up good points. So just listening, um, it, it, it's weird because Zidane to the point is it's a double edged sword, right? The guy, obviously, like you said, one of the best players to ever grace a football pitch. Yeah. And naturally, that means, especially being a midfielder, attacking midfielder, whatever you want to call him, 
you know, has a lot of knowledge on the way his game is played, especially as a midfielder. You know, you kind of oversee both offensive and defensive responsibilities. So naturally, the guy is full of full of knowledge, right? Like, there's no denying. Yeah. There's a reason why he's one of the greatest. So naturally, you know, he's going to have advantage to, let's say, you know, a coach that really wasn't nothing as a player, but actually a decent coach, right? But again, at the same time, you kind of look at the squad and you go, well, you know, it, like he didn't have to build up, and that's kind of my criticism of Guardiola all the time. Is because I look at Guardiola and I go, This guy is literally coached all of the best teams. Now, I give him credit because, especially in today's modern day society, managing all these guys' egos and their branding and that stuff yeah. is actually a quite hard task because a lot of these guys are more celebrities than you know, football players half the time. Right. Yeah, so I'll yeah. give them credit for that. But like a criticism I have of Guardiola is, okay, you coached them incredible Barca. Then you went to Bayern and they went on a run. And now you've come to city with trillions of dollars constantly at your, at your disposal. Yeah. I would love to see a guy like Guardiola. Let's for example, use Milan and United, for example, you know, struggling the last couple of years, legendary team names, responsibility on the line to take these teams back to the glory days. If you, Guardiola or Zidane, can pull that off, then you have, like, you know what? Not only can you do it with the best team, because I think people undervalue how hard it is to coach one of the best teams. Because, yeah, it sounds yeah. easy, but to keep them in line and keep them concentrated when they have to play the bottom um, bottom team of the league and then end up losing and be like, oh, well, how's this team losing is quite hard. But at the same time, I would love to see these co coaches take, like, a historic team like both of ours and they're struggling yeah. years and take them back to glory. Then I'd be like, okay, you know what? But yeah, I think just to go back to the original point, I'll make it really quick. I think Ole and Pioli are very similar in the sense of these are the first two coaches that both teams have had that have showed continuity. Yeah. Uh, sure. They've showed consistency. Obviously, there have been ups and downs, but to their predecessors, they've been the most consistent. They most showed the most results. And the teams of both both teams have been pro progressing. The thing is, I feel bad for them because if both teams and I hope it happens for both teams, they start taking this real jump of being truly competitive again in both the league and the Champions League. It's going to come to a point where it's like, you know, it's like you built the foundation, both Ole and Pioli, but there's we need Mister X or whoever it's going to be to take us mm. to the top. You know what I mean? And they're gonna be they're gonna be praised for that because they built the foundation that both hopefully United and Milan are gonna have now to reach back to the top. But I don't know if both these managers are gonna be the ones to stay for let's say Champions League or League Glory. No, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, mean, I hope so, but I, I don't so. know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's tough. It, and then it's it's funny because you know I just like on you know like looking at like a the Twitter Manchester United fans and stuff like that. Um, I wanted to ask Joe too just to move on a little bit. Um, when I saw that Rashford got hurt in the derby, um, which is a big win yeah. for you guys, by the way. Um, Thank you. Uh, I saw some fans say, you know what? That's okay because we, we played better without him anyway. Is that is that a true statement sometimes? No. Or, okay, no. no. Okay. I do watch no. it sometimes. I just wanted to know what the – sounds like a Twitter agenda. Yeah, it's a Twitter agenda. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw like I, I saw more than one person say it, so I was like, okay, I want to definitely talk about it on the pod because like what I've seen from Rashford, and I, you know, I watch Premier League sometimes, I watch United. Um, I, I, see, I think he's really good. I think he has a lot of talent, a lot of raw talent. Also a good dude as well. Like yeah, a really good guy. Yeah. What he does for the community and for the world and stuff like that, England, and it's it's very he's a he's a very good person. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, we are better when he's in the team. He, you know, he's been in and out of form this season, but who hasn't? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. But like enough. the the fans, the United fans are the worst in the world. They'll tear down anyone. Like Bruno's been getting oh. a hard time. Do you know, oh, geez. which is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Do you know? So no yeah. one's safe. No one said. Yeah, no one. Yeah, you know, it's the same with Milan too. Like Roman Madrid Jordi. as well. Like they're going for Ronaldo's head back in the day. Sergio Ramos's head. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember, some I fans are under or don't appreciate what they have until actually, it's gone. Right. I remember when Iker Casillas was uh, yeah. his last year in Madrid. He was getting whistled and booed when he was playing. It's like, are you crazy? You guys crazy? Yeah. Um, I remember that, but with Milan too, our captain Romagnoli has been under a lot of scrutiny because he's been playing kind of poorly the past couple months, um, mm. and uh, and he's been kind of like our diamond in the rough in the past couple of years. Like you know, he's been our captain, yeah. he's been our best defender, one of our best players. So now he he's not playing insanely well, and so he's getting a lot of scrutiny. So I think it's kind of any big fan base you'll kind of see that on Twitter. But I kind of want to move on to a tactical. Um, conversation so i know that united and from what i've watched and joe again i'm not an expert you can correct me um 
but I've, I've noticed that United kind of struggle when teams are playing like a low block um, and, yeah, kind of, yeah. and kind of like putting a lot of bodies in the middle, in the middle, um, like right outside of the area. And I, I've, yeah. I've seen that United kind of struggle there because they, they're better like on the counter, using their pace, using their um, creativity in, in spaces and, and, and putting the ball through the channels and everything. What would you say? Is that true or what would you say? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's hundred percent for a counter-attacking team. Um, yeah. And as long as a team comes out to play against us, like um, to catch us on the front foot and and try to actually play football, we we can do well. We can beat them. We can beat pretty much any team on our day. We obviously still need better players to do it consistently. But when a team just sits back to hit us on the counter-attack, that's where everything can kind of fall apart. So if we get a goal in the first twenty minutes of most games, I'm very confident that we're going to win that game. Um, but if we Except I, the one glaring thing of that was uh, when we lost the Spurs six one, where we scored in the first two minutes, and then we lost yeah, them six one. I watched that match. Yeah, yeah I watched it. Yeah, so did I. Was was fairly shite. Um, so I'm looking forward to you know if if no matter what way Milan set up, hopefully they'll have a go because we tend to do better when they have a go. But if they don't, we can. Uh, yeah, we can yeah, hopefully I think, still break I, them down. Yeah, I think like just m- m- prediction is. Milan will kind of play that low block because they, you know, yeah. after watching, uh, you know, film and stuff like that, they can kind of see that United. So basically, United are way faster, than this, especially with no Tio Hernandez at left back. Like Diogo Dolo is a big drop off, and there's yeah. not a lot of speed in the lineup today. And we just won't be able to handle like a Greenwood counter, or, uh, even like a day. I know, like I know James. I know he's not a great player, but he's quick. Um, I know, kind of like a lot of United fans, kind of like like he's kind of like a meme player a little bit from what I see. Like, yeah, like when he scores, it's like, wow, these guys let Dan James score on them. So it's what I see. It's what I see and what I hear from friends who are uh, United guys. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's not really as bad as that, but it's not that much better. It's uh, he's still you know he's still young and he's still working his way, but we all know that he's not the future. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Like he's not our star eleven, but like. He plays with 100% hard. He plays with everything. Sure, so you sure. can't fault him for that. Sure, no, but sure, you're... yeah. But he's yeah. quick. He's quick as hell. So, yeah, he's quick, so, yeah. So there's yeah. no way that we can... Like, we're playing with Tomori today, who's also quick. So obviously, he kind of knows the English game, and he's buddies with a couple of these guys, like Greenwood and whatnot. So he probably kind of knows what to expect. Um, mm. But I think that if I had to make a prediction, that's why I think Milan's going to set up today. I think Milan are going to kind of keep Kessie and Mite as the two midfielders. They're the holy midfielders, kind of just in the center, center of the park. And kind of just play like a low block. Um, I, I think because yeah. I, I actually watched like United against. I remember um, about a month ago it was against Sheffield, and Sheffield kind of did exactly that. And United had no answer. Um, it was at I think it was at Old Trafford as well. I believe is that Old Trafford? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was at Old Trafford. You probably remember, I think they yes. lost two, two one. I think you know, two nothing. Two, two one. one. Yeah, two yeah. One. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm you know just like a tactical now and like Milan. Um, you know, with with players that we like, we also I I'd say are a, we can be a, a counterattacking team depending on who we're playing against. But with the players we have today, I don't think that's possible. Yeah. I just feel like we kind of take what the game gives us. Yeah, like, essentially. If, if the opportunity is there, then we'll take it. And I feel like Joe, I want to ask you because it's been over a year. So like, if you're not used to it, all oh, these guys are used to. It, but like in theory, if you're not used to it by now, you kind of need to get used to it. How are I feel like I'm doing like an analysis for me. I'm about to like tell them everything <laughs> that you're telling me, right? But realistic yeah. jokes aside, I'm curious. Have you know like are United? feel less pressure when they play at Old Trafford because there's no fans or do you or do you feel like that's been a benefit to them or do you feel like it's literally had no impact whatsoever um well considering that we still can't win at home and that's kind of always been a, a struggle <laughs> for us um for years now since Ferguson left we can't get consistently winning at home um so I don't think the fans really have affected that I think I'm hoping that when they do come back there will be a huge boost right and which will allow to, the team to you know to improve our home form because we haven't actually lost away from home in the Premier League since January 2020 okay so so it's our home form is is the major issue but it is it we sometimes see moments where it's like this is we we just hold on to it if we just keep on doing better Right. It it will it will improve, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah I just, think it's like a, yeah, it's funny you say that because like Milan have really struggled at home this year too. Um, our mm-hmm. away record is impeccable. We've only lost one, I think, one match away, and it was against yeah. Spezia, who just got promoted. We haven't lost an away match until yeah. then. 
Um, and at home, we've actually struggled. We've drew a lot of games. We should yeah, Especially because it's the Europa League. That's kind of why I pose this question because, you know, the league is one thing, but once you start playing, you know, European teams and the aura of the, you know, it's the Europa League, but still, like we've mentioned yeah. at the beginning of this, when it's two major teams playing against each other, whether it's Europa League or whatever it is, you got two big teams playing against each other. The atmosphere, the 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 nostalgia, mm. the everything, it just builds it up more. So it's kind of interesting to see, you know, obviously, I mean, I think we'd all would love to know what this game would have looked like, you know, a packed Old Trafford and the next week at a packed San Cito, yeah. how these games yeah. play out versus, you know, all just unfortunately just stadium sounds and whatnot. So I wonder if that gives a guy like Martial less pressure and feel more confident to perform. Not that, you know, the United fans are going to boom, missing on a sitter. Same thing on mm. our end with Leal, right? Having been... um performing quite poorly but now knowing that you know there's not that much pressure going away because there's no fans right so it's it's very interesting I, that's why i always like oh i love to hear people's takes on it because i don't think there's a right or wrong answer because obviously we literally will never know but it's just interesting mm -hmm. to see how some teams adapt and some players adapt yeah. to yeah, no fans, it's, it's especially in a game like these, and you know, when you're playing like a lower end team at home, and you need that extra fan push, whereas now you don't have it, and maybe a lower end team says, "Screw it, we're we're not expected to win. There's no fans, there's no pressures. Let's try and get a result." And it seems yeah. like who knows, right? So yeah, it's gonna be I, I, yeah. that out today. I just wanted to go to the chat quick. Uh, we had a couple messages there. This guy, um, Arnaud, he's you know what, Arnaud, thanks for joining us again. You're always good in the chat. Um, he said that uh, maybe Leao is is hyped for once, and that I would then, hope so. And then and then the clinical striker said that he can, I can see Leao having a tough game to get that Old Trafford clout. Hey, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> if there's one place, if there's one place you want to truly perform, the theater with, of dreams. Yeah, the theater of dreams, but yeah. also just playing against a Premier League team, right? Like you know, everyone could discuss how great or poor their league is. You know, you could be fans of your team, but obviously you're gonna, you know back the league that it plays for but realistically let's be honest the best advertised league is the premier league oh, right well in as you know an opposition is against a premier league side in their stadium because you know, sky sports the bbc everyone's gonna be talking about you right so yeah. you know uh, hopefully you know i hate to say this joe but hopefully the milan players think about that and maybe <laughs> <laughs> no, but at um, the same at the same time you know that goes the same for united next week right so yeah, you know. yeah. So absolutely. Arnaud kind of said that we were talking about. He said like Pierre Law is a good squad. Look what he does. It deserves deserves credit. Um, and then mm -hmm. and then and Nathan said that oh like Rimmage won the Champions League with Ancelotti too, whatever. And then Arnaud said Arnaud also said that a salad maker hat trick. Arnaud, you should go on Bet three six five right now. And I, that's okay. probably a seven thousand. That's probably like Leicester winning the Premier League type odds. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I know why. I'm gonna look while we chat before you. I'm gonna look right now what the odds are for a, sal a freaking Salamaker hat trick. It's not happening. But you know what? I'm just gonna look at the odds of the match. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, Milan are the he whoa, jeez, what the heck? Okay, I while he looks that up, okay. Joe, I just, I just because I don't know much about your backup keeper. How is he? He's pretty good. Henderson, yeah, he's I know. Yeah. He's, he was uh, out on loan at Sheffield United for the last couple okay. of seasons and um, was excellent. Yeah, he was um, excellent. And it was always kind of seen as the natural progression that he would take over um, as number one. And then De Gea is off. And then, so he was playing in the, the cup games and De Gea was doing the Champions right. League and the, the Premier League. So it's kind of almost like, you know, those like random things in, in football where it's like, it's almost like a... I don't want to knock De Gea, but is it almost a blessing in his head? Like, oh, you know, almost I'd rather have him, or you'd be like, you know what, I want De Gea. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's just the fact that De Gea is yeah, obviously dwind is a dwindling force. He's not going to last forever, and um, we just need someone that can come through, and obviously De Gea can still do stuff at the moment, but uh, we need to look to the future, and Henderson, I think, is 23 or 24. Oh, so, wow. Okay. He's so, yeah. really young. Yeah, and he's doing great. He's doing wonderful things. So it's uh, sure. Okay. It's, so I'm just sorry, guys. I looked at Bethany six five. So Milan are a seven point underdog tonight. I'm not surprised. That, so, no, but that no, that's a no. I thought about four. That's a lot. That, that's like. I mean, have you seen our lineup? No, I'm I know. I know. I mean, you to join the bench. <laughs> um, let me see for here. Let me go down. Okay, here we go. Goal scores. Okay, for. What the? Oh, okay, here we go. So for Rafael Leao, 
to score a goal, just for example, the odds yeah. are at any time four four point five four fifty. Alexis Salamakers is at a to score the first goal is a nineties. It's nineteen. So you put a you put ten dollars on it. Hey, that's decent. Um, that's a decent job. I don't even know if we're gonna score a goal. No, at all, I don't so think so. You might want to save your money. Okay, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Bet365, but they have guys who aren't even in the squad on these bet things here. They're just stealing money at that point. People are gonna bet on these guys. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, uh, it's it's a uh, gonna be a tough match. Obviously, Milan are heavy underdogs today. Um, and by the way, guys, Alexis Salamakers, a hat trick. Okay. Is two hundred and fifty one point odd two fifty one. I'll just put one quid on it. Hope if, for the best. Yeah, if you put two, <laughs> put two bucks on it, put two Canadian dollars on it, you'll get uh you'll get over uh five hundred bucks. That's not bad. That's pretty not good. Bad at all. Good. It's easy money, and it's definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Everyone wow, listen man. to Joe. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Joe, it's gonna be. I, I just, I honestly, I hope for for football's sake. I hope it's a good match. I hope it's a fun match. You know, just for the neutral in general. Um, mm. I, it, it would be nice. My hope is that the match is good, so it sets up a good second leg. I don't want the tie mm. to be over in the first leg, kind of thing. I want to have two good, good legs. No, and, you know, I'm, kind of I'm, best, I'm, team, best team wins, kind of thing. No, I'm I'm fine with it being a crap game that United win. Uh, that, that's, <laughs> that's fine by me. Come on. <laughs> No, I know. I'm kidding. I know. I honestly, it's how it is. Um, so you know what? Before it's about 20 minutes to match time. Here we're gonna wrap things up. Um, let's see. Just just download a bet stuff. I have no idea how this shit works, but I know I'll make my money on Milan somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I put 20 bucks on Milan losing. Um, no, but so I know we kind of talked about it before, but. Let's go with official predictions. I want goal scorers, and I want when they're going to score and the final result. Uh, Joe, we'll go to you first. I want well, – so, you can look at the lineups. Yeah. You can help and look at the lineups, and, and I want to see what, what's your prediction, what's the score, who are the goal scorers, and when do the goals happen? Uh, I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm, fuck it. I'm going to say 3 0 to United. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm right. Do you know what? I love 4 0. 4 0. Okay. Four. Okay. 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 Who's scoring? <laughs> Who's scoring? And when are they scoring? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Martial will score twice, uh, Harry Maguire and Greenwood. Okay. And when are they scoring? First half, second half, both? Uh, let's say two in the first half, two in the second half. Okay, we'll go, Mike. Where were you? I'm gonna say two one United. I'm gonna go Bruno Fernandez. Penalty. No, surprisingly not. I'm I'm predicting a disgusting 18 yard box bender free kick, <laughs> and then I'm expecting Martial to score in um a corner kick off a corner kick like a rebound tap in. Um, oh, and then on like our that? end, I'm actually going to go with, I'm going to go with layout, getting, um, a little one, two play with Brahim Diaz in the box. You just got to kind of tuck it in like, uh, and, and then that's it. But and I, then, I, and then he's going to start rapping. Yeah. And then he's just going to start. Yeah. Joe, by the way, uh, layout, he's a rapper. He just released his album a month ago. Oh. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's, he's that's... a uh, he's, he's trying to launch his. So every time he plays like uh, he plays like crap, we always say, "Okay, maybe you should just go do your rap career then." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one United final score. Um, I'm actually gonna say that Milan score first. I'm gonna say Milan score first. I'm gonna say it's gonna come through uh, Brahim Diaz. I just like a shot. Okay. I just like a kind of like a broken play. I think Milan are gonna come out strong. Then I think United are gonna score one on the counter at least. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make a mistake and get caught out, and it'll be someone like Greenwood. I know Greenwood has two good feet; doesn't really have a weak foot, so um, yeah, he'll kind of score like a you know a left footed uh, in the corner, low in the corner. I think I think Bruno Fernandez is gonna score a penalty, and I think <laughs> uh, no, I'm being serious, and I <laughs> and I think uh, we have I, one of our own too. Don't worry, we, we have Frank. Tessie, 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 same we have yeah. It's gonna be a penalty shootout. Penalty shootout all game, <laughs> um, and then I think United are gonna get the. They're gonna score the third one from an own goal. Own okay, goal. that's grand. Own goal, and then three-one with an away goal kind of makes uh, it makes it for a decent tie in the the return leg in, in Milano. So that's my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. 
Um, but yeah, I think uh, if anybody has in the chat quick, they can put their prediction quick before we wrap it up. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, I, I think it's going to be a beautiful match. There's not really much else to watch today in the Europa League for matchup wise. So I think all yeah. eyes are going to be on this match here. Um, I know there is actually, um, you're based in Ireland, Joe. There's actually, uh, there's actually a pretty big club, a Milan club, Dublin, I think. I believe yeah, so. In yeah. Dublin, yeah. They're yeah. based out of the woolshed, actually, which is yeah. a pub in, in city center. So oh, there's actually, that's where a huge amount of Italian community around there. It's, uh, it's where the AC Milan fans meet and the Juventus fans meet. And no every way, so often, when, when pubs are open and life is worth living. Did uh, or, or did you mean fight? You oh, well, no, they, yeah, no, they, they watch it and then fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and we got a prediction of a Scott McTominay goal. That, that's absolutely. Rare, yeah. he doesn't no, he's, no, he's no, uh, he's good about the goals. Seven goals. He scored two against City. Remember that? No, he's, he didn't. No, he scored. He scored one against. No, he scored one against City last season, and he scored two against Leeds. He scored against Arsenal. He scored. Oh, against... Leeds scored two. My bad. My bad. Yeah. 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 I remember that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you know, hopefully it's a good match. About fifteen minutes off from kickoff. Um, yeah. First off, uh, to everybody who listened up and and uh, was active in the chat. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for the comments. Thanks for the funny the funny uh, comments in the chat. It definitely helps us when we talk. Um, Joe. No, honestly, really appreciate you coming out here and, and speaking with us. Uh, Pleasure. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully, uh, your prediction comes true. I hope it doesn't. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, again, we really appreciate it. Like, um, and if people, if any United fans are, are here, you know, shoot us a follow on Twitter. The Milan guys, we're kind of, uh, we, you know, we talk about football. We talk about Milan, but we talk about football too and, yeah. you know, memes and all that good stuff. So, also follow uh, Joe's stuff as well. Yeah, so Joe, Joe is Thanks Joe. So you're, what's your handle, Joe? Uh, at acting Joe, um, but also please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm a writer and an actor and stuff like that, and I've uh, nice. a, a lot of nice. short films I've made, uh, comedy films mostly. Oh, even uh, more content. Give him a follow, guys. And okay. Stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh I, didn't, I didn't know you were. I didn't know. Okay, so you do co comedy. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I'll send, gonna... yeah okay, I'll send yeah, them to you. Yeah, I'll send them to you. Please, please send it to us. Yeah, no, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Um, and Lucas is Forza Milan. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so. Uh, honestly thanks to everybody for listening uh tmg podcast episode 31 pre-match um if you guys like a pre-match thing maybe we can kind of do this some other time as well and uh and you know maybe if we uh, link up with united sometime again in the future we'll bring on joe again absolutely um, but yeah uh, anyway uh it's this is this podcast is also going to be on uh, apple podcast iHeartRadio, radio tune in radio everything else uh, when it's uploaded so please uh tune in subscribe to us there subscribe to us on youtube as well the milan guys and yeah, uh, Joe, good luck today. Mike, thanks for coming out again. Thanks so much. Thank and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much. What's up, Mila? See you guys. Ciao.